We're literally debating that it's bad that people get to say what they think. Can you imagine? I'm reading Psalm 144 and it says, He trains my hands for war. We are on the brink of total destruction of America as we know it. Let your rebel flag fly. Welcome into the program, everybody. This is Alabama Unfiltered Radio. I am Scott Beeson. The ladies of Liberty are both here as well. Sky is with us. Stressing, I am sure. Good morning, Sky. Good morning. Uh, no, just uh, FaceTime failed, apparently. Yeah, well, it's it failed because I was on a phone call and Aha! it's just now, okay. just now cranking up. So uh, I will, I will be attempting to call you, and then it will fail after that. Count on it, because it fails every day. Ladies, how are y'all? Not failing. You're not fine. You actually beat me into the office I today. did. Mm-hmm. I did. It was kind of shocking. And she I did was a little, celebratory. Yeah, I did a little pointing dance and almost got jig. run over by the truck, <laughs> who did not stop for me. It was exciting. No. And then but it wasn't this, a real worker. It was a, it was a suit wearing, it was a white collar worker. He was ready to go rack up that lawyer time. <laughs> but I walk in and Charging Abs. about the six minute Looks intervals. like she's been here for hours. She's oh, just she's, like she calmly strolling. With a tacky looking hat. Why, why are you wearing the, the, the Steelers hat? They're, Have they're we not? not in the, they're not in the playoffs. No, I know. I know it's your heritage it. and all that kind of stuff. But it's still. It's raining outside today. Oh. And my hair was. Can anybody help me make my computer screen not go dark? Please, can you fix the settings for me? Like I can. I'm really irritated. Why are but you my surprised? computer, Chris, <laughs> I can. is going dark. Chris, and, I and you need got the little plastic sit. cover. But Chris Shaver is why mm-hmm. we love the Steelers. It's raining outside. Mm-hmm. It matched my outfit, Scott. Mm-hmm. Are you camera ready with your hat? Yeah, I am now. Okay. I don't gotcha. I wouldn't ever say I was camera ready. I would just say that my hair is covered and that is sufficient for the day. <laughs> It is um, rainy. It's rainy, and I'm pretty mad about something, and we'll save it for later, but I'm, there's something I'm mad about. Uh-oh. Is Did it I us? do it? No. <laughs> We're both like, like uh, no. Is it us? It, it is it ha- me? It has to be later. Like, it has to be after we've had our little catch-up time. Later in the show? But I, need to, I do need to tell y'all a couple of fun things, and I need to get your opinion on it. Okay. She's my book. sister-in-law... Well, it's my pink book, Allison. Yeah, I know, but it's it's more than Scott. Isn't she cute? Mm. Okay, so my sister-in-law is basically a genius. Okay. Erin Molina. She's a okay. genius, basically. They're in Montgomery. Okay. Okay. And she called yesterday with some really good ideas. Okay. Number one, she was listening to us talk about some senators or Congress people who mm-hmm. choose not to appear in our program. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. And her suggestion was that we needed to have day 91 of <laughs> being ignored. <laughs> Or so-and-so choosing not to come to the program. Kind of like the day 105 of the hostages being held in Gaza, which is awful. Okay. Okay. But we should do that. She wanted us to do that, perhaps, for people who choose not to come on our show. And so we just put it out there that it's day whatever. Okay. We can restart and have an official invite and be day number one. Yes. And and just... No, no, no. I'll just go back to my text. I can tell you. So Allison's going to do it while we're... Because she's smart, and she's going to do it while we're talking and figure out how many days it's been since they've chosen, Mm -hmm. I'm being generous here, not to come on the program. We can name it what we want, but I thought Erin Molina Mm -hmm. needs to have credit for that. That's genius, okay? Okay. Is that not, like... (laughs) What? I just can't imagine any 
congressman, senator being scared of us. Like, that's what it feels like. I'm like, we are the least... I mean, we're pretty goofy and fun. But and scary's we, not on the no, not on the no. list, really. Like, no. and if you're scared of us, that's a problem. I mean, <laughs> mob wife is in for the spring, apparently, clothing wise, and so we can like do the mob what wife. What is thing? mob wife? Yeah, it's gone from athleisure to mob wife. Oh, the look for the spring, oh. which I'm down. Like, mob are the wife? velour suits coming back? I Kinda hope like so. But I mean, hair. if you need us to go mob wife on you, we will. But that's just not who we are. We are people who expect the truth. And if that's scary, then that's scary. But we're fun. Like, we eat nuts in the break, and we discuss <laughs> what we're doing later in the evening and figure out, should we go to the patisserie today or not? I mean, I mean, it's not booger once a show. Like, how threatening gumball. is that? We say gumballs on the show. Okay. They're afraid y'all are going to say, you got to get some gumballs. No. Yeah. Well, we are, and that's why they won't come on. So, Aaron Molina gets idea number one. Okay. I say it's genius. Uh, okay. okay. Number two. She was talking about how expensive life was, and one of the things she does with her kids is to show them how much, for example, the paycheck says in December, for example, and then showing them, oh, look, look at what I made, and then showing them actually how much the government takes out. Mm-hmm. And she was like, that would be a handy-dandy tool for listeners to remember that when they're getting their paychecks every week, every two weeks, every month, whatever, mm-hmm. just show your kids. Begin to show them how much life really costs. And I'm like, that's actually mm-hmm. genius because there's a story in the news about young adults staying at home longer and longer and longer. They're not getting out of the nest. Right. And so she was like, I would like to prepare people for what mm-hmm. it's really going to cost. I'm like, Aaron, also genius. And then the last one was the first-time caller Friday, perhaps, for people who have never called. Oh, that's a good who idea. Who feel a little scared mm-hmm. or like, or they really want to call. They don't have time, but Friday they have time. They cannot. That's, that's one of the things I want our listeners to understand, that you would have to work, they would have to work very, very hard to say something on air dumber than something we have said. It's true. I think it might be impossible. <laughs> so they really don't have to We'd worry set about the table. how yeah. they sound. Some days. Sound. And the other thing is, people really aren't going to recognize your voice that quickly. I mean, your wife may, yeah. your friends may, but they already know you, and they already know your opinion. They're not going to be shocked by what you say. And just use a, a fake name. Uh, yes, Trixie. just be just Trixie, be Trixie from Tallahassee. Yeah, and you can borrow our names. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can be... Dixie from Delonica. Yes. <laughs> you can be Darla... From... Detroit. <laughs> you have to... It has to be the same letter twice. If you're yeah. going to make up the name, though. Holly from Hershey. I yes. Mean, you, I, I'm on fire right now. I didn't right know now. we were in all these states. We're going to be. Willie from Wetumpka. Uh, oh. See? Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Uh, Eddie from Etowah. No, that's good. Good. It's, come on, it's Allison. Really you haven't, had, you, you haven't done on. one yet. Come on, engineer. Sky, come um, on. She's going to say, Jane from Sally? Tusca- Tuscaloosa. <laughs> Sally from Sullivan. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see. Let me think. Sherry from. You went with Sherry. Sherry really? from. Cheyenne. No. Hold on. What starts with S in Alabama? Sullivan. I just gave you a phrase. S H and then go with S. You can go. You said it has to be. It's it's the same sound. Winona from Warrior. Yes, oh, she wants to go. Oh, I knew she would blow it. Hold on, hold on. Uh, Sherry, like, Sherry uh, 
Aries. <laughs> from um, Tuscaloosa. You're an industrial engineer. Terry from Tuscaloosa. There that was you go. We've just given you all the information you need to call on First Time Caller Friday. <laughs> so you're welcome for the names. You can even do a voice like Judy from Jersey. Thank you. And call yeah. and talk to us Gosh, because that we want to hear from you. So I just wanted to give glory and honor where it is due. My sister-in-law was basic. She's on fire every day, but she was basically on fire she's yesterday. On fire. So I had to get my little tiny pink notebook and take notes with my pink pen. So to be a mob wife. Yeah, I'm all in. You basically need fur. I wondered if it was mm. like boots with the fur or like a jacket with fur. It yes. looks look, like at, look at my... I, it's jacket with fur. I have fur. my vintage you have to have leather fur, jacket. You have to have fur coats. You gotta be a furry. Fur coats, big, big sunglasses. Do you see that Scott is all for this because he looked it up? Yeah, I mean, there's some. I mean, it was a good look. It, is the hair feathered? No, it's basically basically just giant fur coats. Oh, she looks like a vampire. Yeah, well, it's got that kind of look. That's what Ew. the mob wife's supposed to look she like. She looks it's, like a bat. It's like, just, if I don't kill you, my husband and the cartel will is uh, kind of how it looks. Well, I'm. you know what? I'm here for that fit. Yeah. That looks heavy. Like, how could you walk? That's a big jacket. Carefully. I don't know what the animal rights activists are going to Hold on. I gotta get my insta- say about my this. My insta mom who said the mob wife was way cuter in her outfit. So I just wanted you to know that was not Vogue outfit. Oh, okay. So it was much. I need real life. Like black mob. heels, a pretty coat, and like all done up, you know, all glossy. It feels very but early two thousand ish. Well, there's it does. problems. I yeah, mean, it does. The fur coat is a problem, according to Vogue Business. The fur coat is arguably the mob wife aesthetic's most sought after item. But the increasing demand poses important ethical and sustainable concerns. Why can't you just do a fake one? Well, you know, it's, you can, but it's it's a challenge. Real fur has, for many, gone out of fashion. <laughs> Luxury brands, including Gucci, I don't know these people, Gucci, Michael Kors, Jimmy Choo. Is Jimmy Choo? Mm-hmm. Jimmy Choo, yes. swanky? Yes. yes. So somebody sat in a room and said, we're going to have really expensive stuff. I think and that's we're gonna his put name. His name Jimmy, is Jimmy Choo. Jimmy Choo. Yeah. He can't, he didn't he choose could use his a, name. He could use a stage name. I, Terry from Tuscaloosa yes. makes great fair, furs. Jimmy Choo and Jean-Paul Gaultier have phased out real fur of their collections. Oh, but special. they will start it back if it makes them a lot of money. As soon as, oh, they didn't say that. I might have added that. But retailers like Yooks, Netta Porter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a real thing? Net like, Porter. Mm-hmm. It's an online. But the first word's Yooks? I don't know Yooks. Yeah, it's a great online Y-O-O-X? Yooks. Yeah, I've ordered stuff from there. Yooks. They've got great I stuff. Haven't. Yooks, Netta Porter, and Self Fridges. Self Fridges. Mm-hmm. It looks like either Self Fridges or Self Ridges. Scott, we're going to call it I'm I sorry. If now. you're going to charge people a gajillion dollars for your stuff... Don't be a homemade refrigerator company <laughs> or somebody who brings you things to catch fish. They're from, they're from, it's a European. That's what a net a porter would be. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I love 
the man explanation. Yes, for this is how I will remember these companies. Fantastic. If you said Selfridges from London, hello. Selfridges. So nice to uh, have you in. To today. make your own refrigerators. I'd like to sell you an eyeliner that costs five hundred dollars. If Walmart doesn't sell it, I don't know You'll what it know is. It. Yeah. Well, the Fur Free Alliance has found that between 2020 and 2023, mink fur production was down from 18 million pelts to seven and a half. What? 18 yes. million? Mm -hmm. While fox fur was down from 1.2 million to 700,000 pelts. Yeah, I'm for that. Like, let's just go fake. And then it, you, it saves you so much money, too. If we can all decide that fake is way better because we save the animals and money, then Fake nobody will be nobody will be judged. It worked for... <laughs> oh, my word. Oh. Just <laughs> what are you... I, I saw a lady in a full-on fur coat going into Publix last week during the blizzard of 2024. Just go, go to Charles Fake. Scott, Scott. Fake is fashionable and fake has worked. <laughs> Fake is going out of fashion. It is not. It is. Charles Hollis, welcome to the program. <sighs> He's playing a synthesizer. Good morning. Good morning, Good morning. Charles. How's, how's everybody doing? Happy Wednesday. We're doing great. Best, great. best day of my life. I'm still getting that feedback. I guess because I'm on the landline. I, but I just left. That was a good snide remark. I'm with you on that. Okay. First of all, let me say... Um, to the deuce in the quarter. You're looking good, my friend. Looking good. Who's now, that? Let, that? That's somebody who's running for office. Oh, oh I thought it was I me. Dang it. Deuce in the quarter is a She's so used to people saying she's looking good that she thought it was her, Charles Thomas. <laughs> but but she, she does. She does. Okay, to the deuce in the corner. Quarter. No, deuce quarter. in a quarter. Deuce in a quarter. So two yeah. and a quarter? Never mind. Don't worry about it, Dolly. You'll be all right. Guys, you're all... I just can't keep up, Charles Hollis. I understand. I understand. I just left uh, New Hampshire about 8.15 this morning. And you did? Yeah. You vote twice? Three times? Seven. Seven? <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Hey, we got 10 seconds, Charles Hollis. Let's carry you over e to the other side. I we got it. No, stay with us. Hey, he's okay, gone. Okay. Oh, I'm here. I'm here. You're here. All right, we'll be back. Welcome back into the program, everybody. Alabama Unfiltered Radio. Charles Hollis is still with us. He just got back in from New Hampshire, where he voted early and often. Charles, we appreciate you sticking with us. Yes, sir. Now, when you are, uh, go to feedback. Yep, I'm not doing that. Okay. They don't give me any buttons to mash to do any of that stuff. Yeah. But when you are, uh, oh, boy, it's off. When a caller calls, and you only give them 30 seconds to speak, Yes. That's disrespectful. Yes, I do it on call. purpose. Yeah, I, I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> Did you want me to hold you over, though? I, I'm trying to figure out the best way to do this. I'm not a professional. Uh, that has been shown time and time again. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, well, but make a good point, breakfast. Charles. They were eating breakfast when I left. By yes, 15 this morning. And, uh, Hans and I made it back safely. And he told me to tell y'all hello. Good deal. Hey, well, dude, when you were talking to Donald, did, um, he still feeling good? I mean, 
Oh, he's great. Okay. It's great. It's great. Did he did he have any fruit for breakfast, or did y'all just stick with the pancakes and bacon? Well, as, as Amy Beth said, the hoe cakes. Well, now, the, uh, the Santas was eating the green fruit. <laughs> the Santas was eating the grapefruit? What was Ramaswamy eating for breakfast, Charles? Some flatbread and dates. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's funny. Mm. Oh, I love that's it, Charles. You asked, I told. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you did. I will say, Charles Hollis, I really enjoyed Trump's speech last night. Me it too. It was like old school Trump where he was like really calm and casual. He was funny. He was brutally honest. He was interacting with the crowd. I don't know. What did you think about his speech? Well, he wants me to be VP again. What, what did, did you, you say yes? Did you tell him you were busy or what? Uh, I didn't say anything. And he wants to know why I never give him an answer. <laughs> Once again, I didn't say anything. But so he, cuts you all, he, he gives you like 30 seconds to speak and then cuts you off? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. Charles Hollis is a man of mystery. That's <laughs> just you, Scott. Yes. But I remember once upon a time I turned this uh, radio station one morning and there were two hens... And a hawk on there. They were talking about the Santas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And one of the hens was saying they was in this room of 700 people. Da-da-da was there. Da-da-da-da-da there. And I think I called in. But it was Victory 88 when I was up in the Birmingham Jefferson Civic Center for uh, Bush, for the Bush Victory 88, whatever it was. Uh-huh. Y'all weren't even born back then, were you? <laughs> oh yeah, we were. Were you at the Were you at the Bush rally that was at the Galleria Mall and um, Air Force One or two, whichever one it was, flew over and then they then Bush came out and they they spoke in the parking lot. Were you at that rally, Charles Hollis? I, I wasn't at that one. No, I wasn't at that. Okay. One. That happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah I like parachute that out of Air Force One. And I, it was when Bush was running against Clinton. And um, I was there, and they had a, a giant crane that had this huge, probably 20 by 20 tarpaulin that they had put the letters on, and it said, uh, Peace Through Strength, Bush Quail 92. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, I got that. What, what happened to Dan Uh He was abducted by aliens. After he tried to smell potato. <laughs> but you spelled it right. You can spell it both he ways. He did. But anyway, it's always people. E-I-B. Thank you, Charles Hollis. Thank you, buddy. That's a good report from New people? Hampshire. What is people. People. Oh. All right, people. Oh. E-I-B. He, like, speaks some language I just don't understand. Of course, a lot of people do. You gotta be... Never mind. Scott. Stop, Scott. You need to go home today. Or all just kinds go- of things are just bumping around in my head. Yeah. Go ahead. And some and of them eat. start coming out of my mouth. No, you've and got I, a good Reese's peanut butter cup. Just eat it. No, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good. <sighs> so I have a story from yesterday. I didn't write it down in my pink notebook, but I did want to tell you all this because, and this Where is. Where is your list? Well, here we it have is. Allison, you. I want that sh- notebook. She used to. Where st- did you get it? I don't know. Oh, don't it showed up at my desk. Oh, that was a gift. Somebody brought it to you. Oh, that's right. Ashley gave it to you. Okay, carry on. She knew you were listy. 
Yeah. And you started out all listy. Y'all just and, ignore me. And now she, Amy Beth, has a list with her little pink notebook. I yeah. have a list on your old trashy notebook. And you have nothing. Because after so long being rejected, you just give just up. beat down. Yeah. I feel so sorry Aww. for you. Allison. Aww. So now I got a blank page. Aw. It's nothing. Well, that gives you an That's opportunity for a new start. What, so you can ignore me again? <laughs> roll your eyes and call me aggressively helpful? Jeez. Okay, Come here's... On, people. I got one list. Okay, this what is it? This is a story I needed to tell y'all. Okay. Writing it down. Tell us. So, a business in Opelika, a business owner was telling me yesterday that a man came in, 20-something-year-old man, okay. Hispanic, okay. came in to interview... Just showed up, walked to the How door. How did you know he was Hispanic? Well. Was he short? He didn't speak English, and he said he was from El Salvador. Mm. That'll do. So Hola. Anyway, he Yo shows up. He just El walks Salvador. up. He okay. just walks up. Okay. okay, so like it wasn't a scheduled interview. He just walks up. Okay. And he says he needs a job. Okay. And they're like, okay, well, he doesn't speak English. He only speaks Spanish. So he said, necesito un trabajo. Hado? Har. Hado? Har. Trabajado. I don't know. My kids speak Spanish. Anyway, they went and got another worker that works there that speaks Spanish okay. to interpret for him. And this was in Opelika? Opelika. Mm-hmm. There's a man. Really close to Auburn University. Okay. 20-year-old man. Okay. Through interpretation, mm-hmm. oh dear. the 20-year-old man that doesn't speak English just crossed the border Oh dear. two weeks ago. Oh, well, it takes about two weeks to walk from Made the it to Opelika. To Opelika. So he kind of goes through this interview, but of course you can't hire him because he's totally illegal. Right, so they sent him away. So they sent him away. somebody who could give him a fake social security number and he came back. Well, he went and stood by the flagpole and just looked around and then just started walking down the street. Mm-hmm. That seems reasonable. Where did he, where did he go? <laughs> I don't know. But we that's gotta, the problem. We got to take a break. We'll be back. Welcome back to the program, everybody. Alabama Unfiltered Radio. This is Scott Beeson. The ladies of Liberty are with us. Are you? Uh, um, are you okay? It just. It would just. It was different. Are you still trying to figure out the meaning of my story? Well, it was very, very good. You know, I was thinking it was like, once upon a time, (laughs) in a land far, far away, (laughs) a man walked up, and then he stood by a pole. (laughs) The end. (laughs) I was just waiting for the punchline, the story, the... Well, where's the crux Adams, of the story? You got it. You got what you yes. you were picking up. What I just like, put down that just is happening in walked Auburn. Walked in because there's other issues that have been going on there. Which after this week, when I finish this story, I really would love to. She's trying to hold it together. She's trying to agree with Jennings' story. She understood completely. Look, excuse she me. Got it. So he just walked <laughs> away. My question is, did he have any identifying markers on him, like from? Gang stuff. Did there are photos tattoos? of him. Um, he he's on camera from that business. That's good. But but my That's point, so Scott. Concerning. Okay. We I mean, have these beautiful children there. My niece, your daughter, hundreds of like 
and they just walked like where did he go he did, had nowhere that was the thing he had nowhere and so through the translator I would have followed they him. were asking they said you know can, can do you have a phone number we can follow up and he said I don't have a phone He's no prob- way. he is probably the young man that we we need to try to find and hire because he, if he has nowhere to go he's not nefarious he's not tied in with um you know a gang okay He's not um, he's not a slave to one of the coyotes or whatever in the network where they know where they're taking you and you're going to get this job and you're going to give us a certain percentage of your your money and all that kind of stuff. He is he is outside that underground web network that is that is moving all these illegal aliens in and around the country after the government gets through paying for their transportation. Mm-hmm. But so I mean he he might actually be the person we need to try to find but could he also be the one they sent out as a trial balloon Uh, he could be a serial killer i mean the point what i took away from that just enamoring story Mm -hmm. it was so deep is how you cross illegally within two weeks you're in auburn you're Mm -hmm. at auburn university basically Mm -hmm. this Mm -hmm. business is right there in opelika uh, you have no phone, no way of communicating. You have no home. Right. You have nothing. So what happens when you get to a point of desperation, either for food, for money, for shelter, for transportation, mm-hmm. for companionship? Um, you know, he looked like, because there are photos, like I said, there he looked like he was probably 19, 20. Mm-hmm. And I guess just on the heels of the story, you know, yesterday of getting out of prison and and all these, the the scary guy that just crossed the border that said you'll know who I am yes. in a few weeks and turns out he was on the terrorist watch list and was arrested 12 years ago for terrorism and now he's in the US you know it's just my point is it's come home mm-hmm. wake up people mm-hmm. I where did that man go right he's somewhere probably walking down a street that you're driving down maybe in your neighborhood mm-hmm. I don't know mm-hmm. That's terrifying to me. It is. But they've been doing that for years and years and years. Thousands. Well, now we're at the millions. It's no longer thousands. Millions and millions of people just popping up in the country. And um, I I guess we hope they're work. you know, that they're somewhat good residents. But we don't know. We don't know what diseases they have. I'm, I may be more concerned yeah. about the, he could, that. That young man could have tuberculosis mm-hmm. for all we know. Or leprosy, isn't that coming back over? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Every, everything, everything you can imagine is, is streaming into the country. The now. measles story in D.C. apparently That's was it. from an immigrant. Mm-hmm. So, jumping off of that story, considering New Hampshire and Nikki Haley's fake, I lost but I really won, do you think that the immigration issue is going to be the issue that drives people in droves to vote for Trump? Ultimately, well, the, all the polling says that immigration is the number one issue in the economy. But these dummies—I'm still stuck on dumb. These stupid mm-hmm. people are still going to vote for Biden. Well, you got to remember, what was it in the state of Alabama? What was the percentage of people who could be working or should be working? Oh, who, it was a huge who, percent. Who, who don't work? Forty percent. It's one of the things that uh, Senator Mom. Said Katie something Britt? about yeah, what, at it one like forty percent, like yeah, it was like 45 really percent of people who people. could be working, should be working, just aren't working. Right. 
And how is that even possible in this economy? Now, and I hope a big percentage of them are like stay-at-home moms, mm-hmm. but I don't, I don't, I don't get the feeling that is the case. We just still have a lot of people who things are good enough for them not to work. And I don't know if I ever told y'all. I listened to a a talk radio show. It was a national show years ago, and they were talking about. Um, jobs and et cetera. And this, this young lady calls into the host and says, Hey, you don't understand. I don't want a job. I have everything I need. I have a place to live that's given to me by the government. Maybe, maybe it's a project, maybe it's not, I don't know. And I have food to eat, I have a phone. So every day while y'all work, I wake up late, I go hang out with my friends, we play games on the phones, we talk, we shoot the breeze. I don't, I don't want a job. Mm. I have what I want. And I was like, man, we've got to understand that there are people like that. And then we used to do polling when we were in the legislature. We would poll about who would be better for job creation. And we're going to you know, help people get jobs. And it finally occurred to me one day, and I was talking in the caucus meeting. I said, look, we have to understand that when we go out and say, or we run commercials that say, we're going to help you get a job. Some people hear that as we're going to make you work. And they don't want us to make them work. Mm. They're not they're not happy that we're creating an opportunity for them to work. They don't want to work. So a lot of those people are going to vote for Joe Biden and the big government and, and Democrats. And I don't know what we can promise them to get them off that off their backsides. What, what do you say to them? Well, I don't know because this business owner I asked, I'm like, well, you can't hire him because mm-hmm. he's illegal and you can't reward mm-hmm. bad behavior, basically. And he was like, yeah, but we have, I mean, they're not, but right. we have no one else mm-hmm. that wants to fill those jobs. Mm-hmm. That's right. So and, I, th- and that's the same argument's been going on since we had the illegal immigration stuff in the state of Alabama. They would say, well, well, we can't find anyone to work. Mm-hmm. And government benefits have gotten so good that there are a lot of people who don't want to work. And at the same time, what some of the big corporations have been able to do is suppress their wages by using more illegals coming in that... No one will do their job for what they're willing to pay. Now, I don't think that's probably the case on a small business, but what was it? Uh, chicken processing. Mm-hmm. Chicken processing, like in the 80s, so this is 10 years ago, so back in the 80s would have been the modern equivalent 10 years ago to like $18 an hour, mm-hmm. but they were still paying like 8 mm. when you couldn't make it. So that, that's probably 2022 an hour now, right, yeah. but they're probably still paying 8 9 10 So Americans aren't doing that job for that little. But they just messed up the whole market with all the illegal workers and everything. So, we got a lot of things to fix. We'll be back. Welcome back into the program. Man, Sky was dying over here. (laughs) What? What? Music was just playing and playing and I was waving and waving and I didn't know know when we were going to start. Now you know how I feel. <laughs> no, my apologies. Touché. My apologies. No, it's good. It's good. I, I, hey, look, it's good. I like I, it. Well. Thank you for letting me uh, hear one of my favorite songs. That song was very Sometimes soothing. Things work out. Oh, I had a very somebody in the studio. Here. No, you're good. It's all good. Oh, We're just giving you a hard time. Okay. You deserve it. I know. It. Let's go to uh, Eric the dog. Eric, welcome to the program. Thank you for listening. 
Uh, hold on, tell me. How's that? Hola. Hey, Hola. Como está? I was working. Oh. That's a, well, somebody Ew. needs to work. Appreciate you. Well, you know, I know some millions of people going to sit at home and not do diddly. <laughs> Good question. Well, let me see here. I apologize. We'll take your time. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just uh, we're not live. It's okay. Wanna, I would never cut anybody really? off in thirty seconds. Yeah. Do you want to? Uh, do you want to uh, you know. jump on Beeson's case today? Because that seems to be the topic. <laughs> <laughs> it's the topic I, I of the think, week. I think yeah. that's pretty good. What we have to consider is Mr. Beeson used to be a state senator, and he's used to having to talk over to people. And uh, <laughs> so, I mean, I just account that as a politician. You know. Hey, look, here's the good thing. At least now I listen to people. Oh. <laughs> Not Allison. That's a novel concept. Most people. You listen and then you judge. You're like, that's your story. He's so well, yeah. judgy. <laughs> well, of course that's what you do. You know when somebody's feeding you a line? Hey, I know where that dude went that uh, y'all were worried about in uh, Opelika. Where? He went He went to the taco spot to get a burrito well. and a rum and coke. <laughs> Works for Eric and them now. Rum and Coke or Roman Coke? Was it a rum and coke or a Roman Coke? <laughs> or a Mexican Coke, which is delicious. Good so Lord much have better. mercy. <laughs> too much time up north. Or in Tennessee. No. One or the other. Same yeah. difference. Same difference, Yankee. Oh, I don't. I really <laughs> don't know what you said. He's making fun Rum. of me. Rum. Rum. They drink on the job. Bacardi, you know. Who? The people that go to the taco it, stand. Of course. <laughs> if you you're not you are seriously naive if you think that some construction workers and those people that work out in the fields all day ain't getting drunk. <laughs> And I thought changing jobs for me had a, like a very specific cologne, and my husband was like, "Honey, <laughs> that cologne cold. is called alcohol." <laughs> alcohol. <laughs> a little splash of you until dinner time. It was you de Guatemala. <laughs> <laughs> it's fire water. <laughs> I resemble that statement. I have a son from that you de Guatemala. <laughs> uh, you know, Guatemala ain't bad. Guatemala ain't no, bad. No, uh uh-uh. Guatemalans are beautiful. But, uh, but one thing to keep in mind, this has been going on for years and years and years. I remember when I still lived in Georgia, I had wandered over to Gwinnett County for something and went into a Publix, and this is mid-90s probably. Yeah. And uh, I walked into a Publix, and the signs were in Spanish, and that was weird to me then. I was like, oh, wow. So making it to Opelika is not that big. I mean... We're just on the way right. of where they're going. That's yeah. right. Well, we had the story last week of um, uh, folks deboarding the plane. Is that what you do? Deboard? Get off? Oh, we didn't oh, talk yes. about that yeah. in yeah. Birmingham Airport. We talked about it on the, the show, other show I was on. Mm. Yeah, uh, you know. Well. Don't give too much credence. A lot of those people are just looking. And I mean, I'm not trying to condone it or anything. But those guys are looking for work and they're doing what they know to do. No, I agree. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing. You're right. I agree. Yep. You're right. And we'll so, need to send them home judges. soon. Thanks, well, Eric. They need to take their stuff home. All right, y'all. Adios. And fix their own countries. Deuces.
Randall, Professor Byron P. Democritus will be up after this. Welcome back into the program, everybody. This is Alabama Unfiltered Radio. We appreciate you listening. I am Scott Beeson. The ladies of Liberty are here. Amy Beth Shaver, Allison Sinclair. Weird. Was there anything else to say about the Trump win in New Hampshire? The story should have been Trump got 54% of the vote. Well, we got to make it interesting. I'm pretty sure Democrats did not help. So we move on to South Carolina. When is when is South Carolina? Is it next week in or the two next? Weeks. Two Nevada weeks. Nevada next. But, but Nikki Haley is not on the ballot in Nevada. So Trump has already won. That's why they're skipping over it. Mm. It's something with the way the primary, their caucuses, like didn't even put Nikki Haley Isn't on the ballot. Isn't she like on the primary ballot, but she's not? In the caucus, and they really pick it by caucus. Something, you know, each day I'm learning a lot. But wouldn't the story be, okay, if I was running, the story would be, Scott Beeson's an idiot. He didn't even know how to run for president in that state, and he's on the wrong ballot. It doesn't even matter. If Trump did it, if I did it, you did it, we would be morons. The mainstream media, Nikki Haley, cannot win that state, and they're just going to pretend like, Again, it's not even happening. Her ability to pretend is mm-hmm. magnificent. Mm-hmm. It's easy to pretend it. when the press helps you. Yeah, yeah, agree. I mean, she can say whatever she wants, and and they're going to help her do that. Yeah, there's not a crisis at the border. No. I don't know what we're talking about. Right. There's no fentanyl. Nothing problems. to see there. No fentanyl mm-hmm. issues. Mm-hmm. No did trafficking. Y'all, did y'all see where the um, the Palm Stars guy Rick? Yes. His one son of his died. other son died. Mm-hmm. Fentanyl overdose. Where's Katie Britt? She uh, said she was going to handle this. She's almost, she has a plan. But Mitch McConnell has it stacked on his desk and he hasn't gotten to it yet. This, I mean, we, we kind of touched on it. It is one of my questions. Like, what can, you said yesterday, you just log jam the Senate mm-hmm. and just don't do anything until they handle it. But what can Congress do? Because this is an executive order, and until Biden and the Democrats decide to change their mind, mm-hmm. their hands are tied. So, I mean, it's great. Yeah, we can talk about it all we want. Katie Britt can get up and do all these press conferences. and But they can't, they can't execute the law. But there's, there's literally nothing they can do. Mm-hmm. Well, it's very similar to Alabama. Alabama has multiple things from the legislation we passed years ago. It was not all struck down. But... They don't have to enforce it. The governor's office doesn't have to demand that these things be done. Some of them they do, but some of them they don't do. So what do you do? If you don't have a governor or a president that will execute the law, laws don't mean anything. Yeah, Which would lead us to another conversation about things that need to be done that should have already been done and now we're having meetings about mm-hmm. a new idea someone has proffered mm-hmm. in Alabama. But... To that, it it seems with both the fentanyl issue, fentanyl issue, and the border issue, that we do need to go a little guerrilla warfare on this whole situation and pull a Europe and a Germany and a France and an Italy and now England and they're all yeah we laugh about that they have no guns and they can't do anything except get in their tractors and protest, but they're they're spewing manure in the capitals of each of those <laughs> countries and in you know decision-making sectors. And so the people have said, we see that you're doing jack squat for us mm-hmm. and you're listening to other people. Well, you're going to listen to us. 
when we get a little of that kind of verve, right. they will listen to us when it comes to fentanyl and they will listen to us when it comes to the border. But we have to be willing to disobey civilly. That's what we have to be able to do. Did you see, Abs, that, and we talked about this yesterday, what's Texas going to do that they decided to put up more wire? Are they really? They are like, yeah, well, they're, they're gonna, doing it. And they're going to have to keep those guys from cutting the wires. That's that's the big sticking and, point. And then just put big cameras on them and show whoever's doing it because when the next, you know, person is elected, mm-hmm. I can't believe, well, mm-hmm. when Trump is elected, it's going to mm-hmm. be hopeful here, then you find them so that they can be prosecuted. The people who are helping cut wire. Mm-hmm. But I am fired up. I know my column was two weeks ago on this subject, but I'm fired up that if the Europeans were willing to do what they're doing right now, they protested in the dark and nobody really talked about it when it came to COVID. Mm-hmm. Now they're all protesting about the WEF issues over there with nitrogen and fertilizer. And I know they eat so much better than we do. Imagine if we ate better and we weren't, you know, farms weren't big corporate farms. Yeah, if we weren't run by big ag. It is very simple to do something like that. We have to want to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that Sarah Huckabee Sanders had a group of um, National Guard that were at the border. They just got back home. But we have to be in the pursuit of solutions and not take no for an answer and show whoever is in leadership, we will not depend on you anymore. Why don't Americans do that though? Because they're afraid. It's how we were founded, but it's like we've lost that genetic. We have, and and we, they have moved us all economically to be dependent. We all, not all of us, but I'm just saying in general, we all work for someone else. And we work so, for, so that we're we're afraid for our futures and our families' futures. It, it goes back, you know, back to George Washington, back to those founders, back to those guys who could say, "Screw it, I'm going to the farm." Mm-hmm. We can't say that. We can't take a stand. How many people were afraid to just say that some of this crazy wokeness is ridiculous? I mean, people literally. People took the jabs, had things injected to, into their bodies that they did not know what it was, and they had questions about what it was, so they wouldn't lose their jobs. And I don't blame them. I understand it. But we are dependent, and we have a service-based economy, which means we're all even more dependent. Mm-hmm. At least when you know you, you can work down here at Joe's Manufacturing, and he made this, and they made this, and we made this. We, we don't even have that. So you're saying we're, they, we're so dependent. It, uh, literally, our livelihoods depend on us staying quiet. Yes, I think that's part of what has happened to happen to Americans, and I don't think I don't think those things are on accident. I used to would have thought, well, it just is the it's just the way it worked. I don't I don't really think it is. Mm. Just just like telling women, hey, you need to if you're the only way to be fulfilled is is come work in the freaking bank and sit in the cubicle right beside your husband. Really? That's that's your goal in life? Yeah. Is make sure everyone is employed by us. And everybody lives in a city. And everybody lives in a part of it. Everybody is manageable. Mm. I just think it's, that's, that's what Ties happened. in with the workforce story we'll go, uh, we're going to talk about. Let's do that right after we talk to Lunchbox. Because I want to... I'm I, I, I mad think it, about I this don't story. Think, uh, people... I don't think people even who support it know what they're doing. Right. I hope they don't. Because if they do know it, then I've got more problems with it. Yeah. Let's go to Lunchbox, Bob. Lunchbox, welcome to the program. Thank you for listening. 
succinct and that was a really right on good point. point because that's exactly what's happening so many so 70,000 people wrote in Joe Biden yes he wasn't even on the ballot now Dean Phillips actually won 22% which is impressive uh, of the vote but yeah the, the the fact that people are still for Joe Biden, we, we really have to get some, and maybe some listeners out there. I know some people from the other side listen. Um, and look, we're, we're... We're really nice. We are. And, and if you're listening from the other side, please call me and let me know what it is that you think Joe Biden is doing right. What is he... How is he making life better for Americans? That's what I don't get. I mean, there's some people out there who are who are for Joe Biden because Joe Biden's for abortion. Okay, great. Um, maybe they're for Joe Biden because Joe Biden's for everything in the LGBTQXYZ666 hashtag, you know, spectrum. And maybe that's their thing. 
but I really struggle with just regular people thinking that this administration is doing a good job, that America's headed in the right direction, and that things are things are getting better. Mm-hmm. And and maybe as they love their little their single issue so much that they they don't. They don't care what happens to the economy. They don't care what happens to the future. As, as long as they have that, and that's their idol, maybe that's what it is. But it's, it's fascinating to me. I think that's exactly it because I would want to hear not how is your little pet project better. Right. Not how, you know, access to abortion mm-hmm. is way easier or whatever it is, but the country overall. Are right. we better off than we were are we in a healthier place right. than we were X number of years ago? Mm-hmm. And, and why? Mm-hmm. But you Nobody got, could defend that. And you, But you've got those people who believe that we ought to have smaller population across the globe. I don't know why they don't volunteer themselves. You know what I'm saying? That's so funny, isn't it? Go first. You're for 800 million people on the earth, and that's right. all. So you... Yeah, start you, off, lead. I'll be right. Look. We'll put you in the suicide <laughs> pod. Yes. I don't understand why they don't Wave. they don't do that, but I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what it is. What is it that they want? And maybe they're like, "Well, it's getting us closer to global socialism." They want utopia, and they think that's going to lead to mm-hmm. it. It's, it's what like, it seems like. It's like I wanted to ask Ken the liberal when when they say they want a nation that is unrecognizable to the founding fathers. Golly. You still got to help me know what that is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like these books. They don't. They don't want you to say, you know, treat others as you'd have them treat you. They don't want the golden rule, but they want to put, "I am kind." Be kind. Be kind. Yeah, there was another way to say that, but now it's be kind. Mm-hmm. We're not going to be be kind when we all act like we're, you know, survival what? of the fittest. Uh. We got to take a break. We'll be back. Welcome back into the program, everybody. This is Alabama Unfiltered Radio. Don't forget our friends over at 1819news.com. Check them out. They are big, big supporters of this program. We are in the 1819news.com family. Go there, sign up for the daily detail, the other newsletters, and think about considering supporting them. Become a member. Join the team. There's a little box in the upper right-hand corner. We would appreciate you considering doing that. Let's go out to Clark, and then we're going to get on this... This proposal in the state of Alabama, which is another one of those things that you're like, well, that's a good idea. I'm for that. Mm. But we're kind of taught to be for those things. Mm-hmm. So we'll just we'll, we'll think about it a little bit. Let's go to Clark. Clark, welcome to the program. Thank you for listening. Hi, Scott. Hey, Clark. What's up, buddy? Another day in paradise. You got it. So, got a stock tip. Okay. Buy in the Prozac and my doll. Prozac and my doll? <laughs> yes. Okay. Are they crazy women? Uh, well, crazy Democrats, same thing. Oh. <laughs> so, the TDS cramps are coming real hard right now. <laughs> TDS cramps. My my, my sample size is small, but I bet you it's accurate, Scott. This my lefty buddy on the left coast. Yeah. Is about to lose his ever-loving mind. Why is, he, uh, why is he losing it? 
because the inevitability of Trump has sank in. Mm. Oh, he thought Republicans and were not going to elect Trump. Just, it's coming. They are going to go completely Fauci back crazy. <laughs> it is coming. And I'm not a people doctor. But my guess is, is my doll and Prozac is going to be selling big time when the cramps hit hard. <laughs> now, you heard it here first, everybody. Yes, and your friend that's a male good. still needs it because he's a crazy woman. I mean, well, that's hey, just like people wait, get... Wait, 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 wait. Did you see Biden's speech yesterday? No. No. I try not to. Okay, I didn't know he could so, speak. You know, he's given a speech... And, okay, in 2024, a man can be a woman, and yes. that woman can get pregnant. So a man could get pregnant, right? Yes. And yesterday, Genocide Joe, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, you watch that speech, because that's just precious right there. I'm sticking with Genocide Joe. <laughs> okay. Genocide Joe said the reason... You can't get an abortion, Scott, is Trump. Oh. Now, I guarantee you all the soy boy Democrats are having a fit right now because if they get pregnant, they can't have an abortion. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. And just real briefly, touch on what Lunchbox Bob said. He is correct. 70,000 people wrote in Biden. That is correct. Reckon how many... Other tens of thousands that vote for Democrats switched over and voted for Nixon. Um, somewhere around seventy percent of our votes. Uh, that's one thing I've seen. I I can't. I didn't okay, so double check it, but seventy percent of her votes were Democrat votes. New Hampshire is probably representative of the national number, Scott. Hmm. When it's Democrat versus Trump, it's probably going to split somewhere around 53-45. I take a 53-45 victory. Do what? I'm sorry? I said I would take a 53-45 victory. Yes, yes. I'd like it to be bigger, but... And that's the reason, you know, the inevitability of that is why my doll and Prozac are going to be big sellers, so... You got it, man. Thanks for the call. <laughs> All right. See you, buddy. And, and you did see, by the way, speaking about abortion and whining, mm-hmm. the Wisconsin medical student who said that she would leave if she were not able. She's an OBGYN medical student. She would leave if she were not able to do and complete full-term yeah. abortions. Full-term abortions? So and you're I talking a 20-something-year-old girl, brand-new doctor. Dumb as a box of rocks. I'm thinking of far worse. Arguing that though she is going to swear to uphold life, mm-hmm. that she would like as a medical student to be able to rip children limb from limb because that should be her right. She's evil. I mean, that's she just straight up. She's not, yeah, for evil. The, she's not for the hippopotamus oath. No, she is not for that oath. Mm. So anyway. Clark, I would like to say to your friend that he, they did this to us. They forced us to be in this position to have to stick by Trump. I mean, if you just let him go and not 
continued to keep him out there and continued to keep him in the spotlight and continue to persecute him and go after him with all this fake crap, maybe we would have moved on. But we don't have that option anymore. Yep. And, and I've always said extremism breeds extremism. So as the left ratchets things up, look for the right because we have to counteract what the left is doing. Like y'all, y'all jumped the shark a long time ago into stupidity. Well, they, 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 they have, they've taken the long road, the long path through the institutions, et cetera, and they did it over a hundred year period. And then I don't really know when the when the time came where they just couldn't control themselves any longer, and they really started accelerating it. And and maybe Barack Obama, the second term of Barack Obama was was the tipping point. You know, you could tell things really were yeah. starting to go, and he and he did the rainbow colors on the White House and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. after after saying different things when he ran the first time. But they they could see the finish line. And they started sprinting for the finish line. Now, they've been jogging for a right. hundred years, and then they started sprinting. And that was when a bunch of people on the right said, hey, we're in a race. It's on. So we're having to, trying to stop the sprint and push them back for a hundred years. That's why we're so far behind. Yep. If they had just kept jogging, they, maybe they may have had complete victory. There never would have been a Trump if yep. they'd have just kept jogging. We got to take a break. Don't you don't want to miss what's on the other side? We'll be back. Welcome back into the program, everybody. Alabama Unfiltered Radio. I'm Scott Beeson. So here, here's the story that Abs has been holding on to for a while today, and, and it is one of those things where the reason it is interesting is because we're supposed to say automatically, "I'm for that. That's a great idea." Because it's always under this banner of, what's the word they actually, maybe they say it in an article, workforce development. Mm. It's usually what they say. Is this the part where I get to say, and that's a Marxist word? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, please say so. Scott, so I heard about this story, and I'm sure the people involved are all awesome humans. Yeah, I mean. We are talking about the issue of workforce development. Mm -hmm. And they've unveiled a new legislative package in an attempt to improve the state's workforce on Tuesday. Okay. Now, I don't have to read any further in the story to tell you that if we wanted to improve the workforce, everyone, then we would concentrate on making our schools as great as they could be, start with school choice and leave it. But then the other thing we could do with our schools, because I'll get to the rest of the story in a minute, is just teach people how to think, and then they're going to be prepared for anything you throw at them. It's that simple. But, oh, no, we've unveiled something brand new called workforce development, and y'all, for real, that's a Marxist buzzword. Mm -hmm. So when you hear that word, I hope the hackles, the hair, if you're bald, like you get the shivers, whatever, that is a garbage, Marxist, crap-filled word that means we're just going to add some more bureaucracy because we're not just going to make sure that schools are what they should be mm-hmm. and parents have the mm-hmm. choice that they have. Oh, no, we're mm-hmm. going to unveil some more bureaucracy to get to the people who aren't going to college. Guess what? My son-in-law chose a two-year, mm-hmm. and my son-in-law got a job immediately and is working and whatever. He didn't need somebody and, and to tell him. life is good, actually. Life is great, mm-hmm. actually. Mm-hmm. But I am infuriated by this new 
commission on 21st century workforce recommending and creating a new career and technical high school diploma for students who don't plan on attending a two or four year school. Okay, mm-hmm. y'all, back in the day, we called that shop class. Mm-hmm. We already have this. Mm-hmm. So what are we doing rolling out something where we should just do what we have always done and there- actually handle the test scores that are in the dump? Mm-hmm. What, what are we doing? If, if we taught people how to read, how to read, do math, do the, do the basic things. If, if we, if we indeed, indeed had a classical liberal education, not a leftist education, but a classical liberal education where we taught people, we educated them, and they could do, as you said, think, they would be able to do whatever job it is. The world is at their feet. They can go into college if they want. They can go go be hired by a company, and the company would train them like companies used to do. But this is this is why I wanted to talk about, or the what direction I wanted to go with it, is think about this. So you've got it's really crony capitalism, as much as it is Marxism. So the powers that be say, you know, which education is just so bad, and we really got a shortage of people who want to do these craft-based jobs. Well, why do we have that? We have that because we allowed the universities and the colleges and the pointy heads and and everybody needed, they needed more bankers, they needed more insurance salesmen, they needed more uh, lawyers, they needed more legal assistants, they needed more cubicle-esque office jobs. This was all back when they were convincing all the women to go there as well. Right. So they said, college, 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 you're worthless if you don't go to college, 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 college. So they told anybody... That if you're halfway smart, you better go to college. And if you don't, if you're not smart, then you're stuck with these other jobs. It's so disrespectful. And so now you've got people who don't want their children to do these jobs where they'll make a bunch of money. They're off work at the end of the day. And and they're secure for probably their whole lives. Right. Because no one can do these things. So education did that, number one. And then... All of a sudden, the company started realizing, hey, we don't have really, you know, we don't have the people we need. And here's where it bothers me. And I know we don't think about it, but it bothers me that company A, Acme Inc., gets to go to the legislature or whatever. And they're, they're probably a member of the business council of Alabama. And they say, you know what? We, we need people who can weld widgets. We just don't have any widget welders. So these workforce development guys come together and go, you know what? We'll get a widget welding class across the state. But then down the road, ABC Inc. needs Wocket welders. But but ABC Inc. is not a member of the BCA. They're They're not politically involved. So the state pays to train welders for Acme Inc., the widget welders. But the Wocket welders, you don't get any of those. So the taxpayer, Wocket Welding's owner is paying the taxpayers his tax money to help his competitor. You see what I'm mm, saying? Yeah. Yes. So there's winners and losers mm-hmm. and who gets to decide. And then some bureaucrat who can't invest his, even his own money says, you know, I'm a visionary. And I think we need 10,000 widget welders. Well, what happens when three months from now, widgets are now obsolete Somebody's invented something better than the widget, and we have 20,000 widget welders because the bureaucrats missed it. 
You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Just let the market go. And they can't let the market go because they broke education. They're not willing to fix education with school choice. So they've got to always come up with these new things. And here's how I prove that that is right. Because somewhere in the late 60s, early 70s, they knew that they, had, they were breaking education. And you had first grade through 12th grade. And the experts in education came along and said, you know, oh, oh, oh I'm rubbing my head. Oh, we've got some problems. We, we have your kids in our centers for 12 years, and they're just not getting what they need. They're just, they're just not. And someone said, I've got a great idea. Let's, let's have another grade. Well, you want to make them go till they're not, you want grade 13? No, 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 not grade 13. Kindergarten. Because mm -hmm. really the problem is these little dumb kids are coming in. They don't even know their colors and we, and we need kindergarten. So they got, they, now they have kindergarten through 12. So they got 13 grades. And then you fast forward to sometime in the 90s. And they're like, oh my gosh, the 13 grades aren't working. <laughs> oh. We're going to have to have some workforce development or something, but, but what's wrong? Well, we're having problems. The kids are coming into kindergarten. They don't know the colors. They don't know anything. Yeah, but we, we don't even know how to read. But if we would just have pre-K, mm. so now we have 14 grades. You're in our centers for 14 years. Like, oh, my gosh, this is a 14 years. It's not working. we we got to get, we had to have more of this. And that's, that's what I'm saying. There's always an answer to the education question that doesn't work. They know it's broken, they've known it's broken, but they won't give us choice. They won't let us out of their centers. They won't let us do that. They'll just keep putting stuff on top of what they already had. They had a broken system. No one could read, so they said, you know what, we'll spend millions of dollars and we'll have the reading initiative, which I got in trouble for, or used to, for saying publicly, I thought that's what we used to call first grade. <laughs> well, And they just keep piling them on but they won't let us out. They label everything. I gotta go back to what you said because there's something about the men and women who choose to not go to college but the pathetic thing about the people doing the labeling like this new workforce development is another label. They label, mm -hmm. label, 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 label. Mm -hmm. We're supposed to go, oh, this is great. Mm -hmm. But the people who see through it all, like my son-in-law mm -hmm. who thought about going to dental school was like, nope, I'm gonna mm -hmm. do this. Mm -hmm. Beware of label. Just beware of labels. Beware of saying, well, this group is smart and this group is not yes. smart. Yes. That's so offensive because the people that I meet that work with their hands are actually brilliant and yeah. they saw through it before everybody else did. So we got to take a break. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the program, everybody. Woo, I'm going to have some fun working on the website Ugh. later tonight. Let's go out to Penny. Penny wants to weigh in on the next gen workers. Penny, welcome to the program. I hope you're well. Happy Wednesday to you. Happy Wednesday to you as well, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, Thank you. I have a couple of things that would really fix all of our problems. I'm a nurse and an accountant, so I come at it from both ways. Jeez, you help them and bill them, don't you? Children, the week program when the women's pregnant. And we only let them have healthy foods. We don't mm. let them have junk foods or unhealthy foods because we want to make sure that in the first trimester the brain and the um, spinal cord are being formed properly. Okay? Uh -huh. But then once we get them off out of, out of the wound and they're born, we, we let them eventually get on SNAP, which is our free food step program, and they can have every piece of trash, sugar food in the world, and they're mm. so morbidly obese.
They're in metabolic syndrome, which means you have high blood pressure, high glucose, and high cholesterol. And we expect them to perform optimally in a medical mm. state right. of habit. Yeah. Mm. We haven't even done the studies to see how their brains are not forming correctly when they're in metabolic syndrome. It is so sad. And we say we love those children. Shame on us. We can fix that in one fell swoop. Snap, just like we only need to have healthy foods. Fought for those people. If you're hungry, you'll be proud to take whatever healthy food I give you if I'm having to feed you. And then second of all, let's put cash registers in our, in our schools because they can't even count back a dollar worth of change. <laughs> hey, but Penny, here's the thing. We we oh think we we think our elder our betters don't know these things or don't care. You know, I'm not 100% yeah. sure anymore, Penny, that it's all not part of the plan. Mm. They oh, need people to be dumb, damaged, unhealthy. Yeah. You're always worried about the health of your kid or themselves because you're really quick to run to the government to save you if we're all sickly and bad off. I, I used to think it Absolutely. was stupidity. Now I'm pretty sure it's evil. Mm. It is. Well, they've kept them that way, so they hope that the minorities would continue voting for them. But now that the minorities, some of them are waking up, now that's yes, why we had to open our borders and let the next dumb generation come in who can't speak our language and don't know our rules and regs. And so if we give them a, a free cell phone, they're going to vote for Democrats. Yes, ma'am. Oh, it is just unbelievable. And I'm just blessed that I don't have high blood pressure because when I talk about this topic, I get it. I was about to say, uh, yeah, I'm not 100% sure. Thanks, Penny. Great, great, great points. I appreciate you. Mm, She's right. Yeah, no, that's right. I mean, you think about that. We we dealt with the SNAP program back when we were in the legislature. It's all part of the grocery tax stuff, you know? And you're like, really? You can buy all this junk? I mean, it's kind of like the EBT cards where they, they say at the gas station, because they tell us, on one hand, there's the commercial that comes on or the, 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 the story that comes on. You know, don't eat these terrible foods. They're bad for you. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, by the way, your free food can come from the place that only sells the stuff that's bad for you. It makes no sense whatsoever why we're, why as a people we're helping folks buy stuff that's bad for them. Mm. You know, why, why do I have elementary school students you know, drinking a 20-ounce Mountain Dew mm. before school. That's just not smart. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying I don't want them to have a Mountain Dew. I love a good Mountain Dew. But I really don't think they need that before you try to go sit still for an hour or concentrate for an hour. I mean, that would be like me drinking a, a two-liter. No, thank Some you. of those kids weigh like, you know, 43 pounds or something. Anyway, God, Penny, it's got me worked up. I'm ready to storm the castle gates. Let's go to James. We only have a minute left, James. Did I lose you James? You are making my point for me, Scott. That's what I do. I'm almost See, a professional radio guy. We're, we're not going to fix the educational system with charter schools. I mean, that's a, that's a nice little Bitcoin if you like. Mm-hmm. But in order to fix the school, what, what do you have in the school system? The school system within the, within the room every day, it's a microcosm of our society. Until you do something to overhaul that, you're not going to fix the school system because you're still going to be dealing with the poor slobs that are ride the bus every day and sit in front of those teachers. Okay? Mm-hmm. 
Hey, James, I need to, we need to finish this up tomorrow, brother. We're going to be back. James will be back. Y'all be careful out there. See y'all. Get here when you can, Scott B. Get here when you can. <laughs> Thank you so much uh, for joining us on this episode of Alabama Unfiltered. <laughs>